When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Podcast on 5th Ave. We moved from Thursday to Saturdays, which you may have noticed, we no longer will be dropping episodes on Thursdays. It's going to be new episodes every Saturday, so we wanted to give you a heads up from the jump to let you know that that change is being made so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, there was some action this week for the Penguins. They had a couple games in Alberta played against the Oilers on Monday, I believe. Days just kind of meld together. And then they played against uh, Calgary a couple days. No, the the day after. Um, Not a very good showing for them. They lost both games. And it it is what it is. I feel like whenever they cross to Canada, especially this early in the season, um, they, they struggle a little bit. But they they kind of fell flat a little bit in both in both of those outings. So what did you see? What did you was there anything that you saw that you liked? What didn't you like? What what's going on with this team right now? Yeah, I mean both of those games, the storyline. It was I mean it's kind of the same for both games. That like the Penguins just can't put together a full uh, sixty minute effort. And so we're recording this on Friday. They play the Canucks tonight. So. Big opportunity for them to finally do that. You'll know whether or not they did when you're listening to this. Uh, but we're recording pregame. Yeah. But yeah, the, at least those those first two games, the ones in Alberta, uh, yeah, sixty minute effort. That's that's the problem. Um, the the first game in the second period, they it was the worst, tied for the worst um, period in franchise history in terms of shot differential. Um, Yikes. The the Oilers had twenty two more shots than than they did. Um, that ties. Uh, it was it was. I want to say the mid eighties. It was the first period where they had some uh, a period like that against the um, the Whalers. It was, but it was, it was it was a historically bad period for the Penguins. And then, um, I mean, they just weren't able to to crawl out of that hole, um, swing the momentum back their way. And then so the, the following night in Calgary, they took a different approach, got their awful, terrible period out of the way first. Uh, and they were yeah. they were lucky, I think, that they got out of that period only down 2 nothing. Niles and Kadri had both goals. And they what was encouraging for that, because, um, you know, against Edmonton, they really struggled to swing the momentum back their way after a terrible period. Calgary... Mm-hmm. The second period, the Penguins were the dominant team. It was honestly like almost like a complete 180 in terms of the the shot differential, the, how the Penguins controlled the play. The problem was that yeah. they were outscored in the second period, so like they, there's nothing to show for it. Um, I mean, I think yeah. they outshot the the Oilers. It was something about like 20 shots in the second period, but they were outscored two to one in the second. Casey DeSmith didn't look great. Um, in the second period, they had a couple of big saves in the first to to keep the game close. But I mean, they just they just need to put together a full sixty minute effort. Yeah, it was it was rough, and they did 
they they came out kind of you know a, a little stagnant against Edmonton, but they went up early and then just couldn't quite couldn't quite hold on. It was it was a weird game. It felt strange because. I remember texting my brother for during that first period just about like this team they bounce back they're so oh my gosh blah, blah. and then all of a sudden it was like they're not bouncing back anymore it's oh boy uh, that kind of got away from them really really quick uh, so obviously we we won't hang out on this too long since by the time people listen the Canucks game will have happened but is there anything in particular besides a full 60 minute effort specifics that you're you, you're going to be looking for from this team against Vancouver um I mean we're going to get into like the line combinations and a lot and with the current lineup mm-hmm. with the injuries and everything in the second period but it, it'll just be interesting to see what they do with that because they are dealing with so many injuries right now um there's a lot of shuffling around and it, it's hard it's hard because there are guys definitely playing in, in maybe lines that they're not best suited for but the Penguins just have so few options so um yeah you know if a guy like Dan Heinen can can you know step up again like he did um was that in Columbus uh that that's kind of mm-hmm. just what the, that's what when the Penguins had a bunch of injuries well I was last season but all the time um what what gets yeah. them through <laughs> that is those kind of depth guys stepping up I mean if you remember last season mm-hmm. when you know Crosby and Malkin and Rogers started was the guys like Danton Nine and um, Evan Rodriguez. And Evan Rodriguez, like guys. yeah. So I would like to see more uh, depth scoring uh, at this point, just, yeah. you know, um, given the injuries that they have right now. Yeah. Another interesting thing that I think everybody's kind of noticed, I've, I've seen it uh, talked about on Twitter a good bit, Sidney Crosby has not been taking – uh, face-offs on on the power play it's been it's been Malkin uh, for the most part I know that you said that you asked him about that what did what did he say what's the deal with that yeah so it's um power play we're seeing Malkin and then before Gensel went down we were even seeing Gensel take a couple at five on five which is super unusual um I, I mm-hmm. ran the the numbers um so, I mean, he has still taken more than anyone else on the team. That's not, you know, but it is noticeably fewer than previous seasons. Um, he's averaging 16.7 per game. Uh, and that's down from last season. Last season, he averaged about 21 even per game. And the year before that, he averaged just under 23 per game. So that's that's quite a, a drop-off. He, he's still taking a lot of face-offs, but it is noticeably fewer, especially, like you said, on the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so I asked him, um, I was like, y- you know, you've been taking fewer face-offs, just like, what's the reason for that? And his answer, he was said, yeah, I've just been taking less, hopefully I can start taking more here, just kind of the way it is. And I'm like, okay, that's not an answer. But um, so I, I, I did. Yeah, that's so Yeah, <laughs> and I know there's a lot of speculation that, you know, maybe a wrist injury because given, or at least like trying to mitigate, like mitigate the wrist thing because he did have wrist surgery last year like is this related so mm-hmm. i just straight up asked him and i said is this related to like a wrist injury or trying to manage and he said um he said no firm like no nothing to do with the wrist so i don't know i mean i, I don't i can't say if that's true or not but he seemed pretty clear confident that it had nothing to do with the wrist so but i mean there has to be reasons so i kind of pressed yeah. further on it and um so it 
a big reason, at least on the power play, is you think like what other teams have video of and what they're looking at when they're pre-scouting these games against the Penguins. A lot of it is like Crosby on the power play, and then like what ha- Crosby taking faceoffs on the power play, and what happens after that. Yeah. So if they switch things up and you put Malkin um, as that guy on the power play and have Crosby, you know, just in a different mm-hmm. position, then that's a whole new look that teams maybe aren't as prepared for. So Crosby right. did say that that is part of that. Um, he said obviously on power plays, you know, Gino can take faceoffs and they can give different looks that way. Um, but then, yeah. and Gino's been doing really right, well. That's like in the face-off circle, that, yeah. That was like um, the first, because this happened in the first game of the season where Crosby was taking fewer, Malcolm was taking a lot. And when Sullivan was asked about it, that game, after that game, Sullivan was like, well, Malcolm was just hot in the face-off circle. Because Malcolm, Malcolm he, he was 11-3 and three in that in that opener. And Crosby was right around yeah. 500 or, or just below it. So that's why, like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone questioned it at the time because, like, yeah, that makes sense. But, um but, I mean, Sullivan, right. he'll say that, um, you know, like, they'll let those guys on the power play choose who picks the draw. But then Crosby, twice when I talked to him, he he did say, hopefully I can get back to taking him. So that that's just a little weird because Crosby's like, yeah, I wish I could be taking face-offs. But then you talk to like Sullivan, he's like, yeah, we let them pick. So it's, it's still not totally clear what's going on, but Crosby at least seemed pretty um, – I'm sure confident that it was clear that it wasn't mm-hmm. a wrist injury. Well, that's good. That's all you can really ask for, I guess, is not injury related because you mentioned, and we will talk about this in a little bit, but there are injuries, of course, uh, like there always are early in the Penn season. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we can get into that a little bit more and what that means for the line combinations. And we are back. Teddy Bluger still out. Jake Gensel went down with not a concussion, but a head injury somewhere it's, in the face region. Yeah. This is ear. Ear. He, ear. he talked. So, again, we're recording Friday after the morning skate. He talked after Friday. Okay. Morning, for the first time. Um, okay. So he, he took a puck to the ear. It was a lita- friendly fire, Latang slap shot against LA. Yeah. He has um, stitches. In his ear, it looked pretty like gnarly. Uh, he did so. He's he's gonna be out against the Canucks, but you know that if you're watching this, I did ask him if he's gonna play Saturday against Seattle. He said he doesn't know. Um, but they're not. I mean, it's not rolled out. So that's yeah. encouraging. It, it, I, yeah, it, it doesn't. I don't think they've ever said not a concussion, but I don't think just how bad his ear looked. I feel like they were worried about maybe like the stitches reopening or. Yeah, it, it was swollen in the first couple of days. That's hard to put like a helmet on over. So I feel like yeah, he got clobbered. It was that was yeah. a wicked shot. So yeah, he's a potential to play at some point, maybe against Seattle. Um, but Jason Zucker also out with yeah. an injury. What what's the word on that? What happened? Yeah. So Zucker, he was cross-checked. Um, it was that game in Edmonton. Uh, it was in the third period. Um, I want to say like it was like midway through the third. He took a cross-check to like 
it was like the hip or like the kidney, like somewhere like that Jeez. kind of area. Um, he's he's day to day. He's he has been skating. He he did participate in the morning skate non non contact. Um, he didn't practice on Thursday with the team. He did come out at like at the end and skated uh, non contact mostly just by himself and with the guys who stayed out there late. So it doesn't seem like he's that close yet, but, um, yeah, he's day-to-day. Teddy Bluger, I don't – that's weird because it feels like so – Yeah. He, he was hurt in training camp. He left a training camp practice, like, midway through. I So mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if, you know, at, when, he, when he talked during training camp – we didn't know if it was something that happened in that practice or maybe it's something from a game before that just was aggravating him. He he wouldn't say um, one way or the other. But, if, I mean, you remember at the time, Sullivan was talking about how they think maybe Bluger could be ready for the start of the season and, like, now we're two weeks into the season and it, it still doesn't feel like he's close. Um, he is... You know, he has talked on a number of occasions about how frustrating just this injury rehab is, and it is going slower than they thought it would. Yeah. Uh, we Jeez. don't know what what the injury is. It's something upper body. Um, he didn't practice with the team. He's practiced a couple of times with the team. He did not practice on Thursday at all. Sullivan said it was a scheduled day off Friday. He wasn't even out, he wasn't out there for the optional morning skate either, which was I thought was very weird. So uh, yeah, no no telling when they might get Teddy back. I mean, he is on long term IR. They needed to do that to bring up reinforcements. Um, yeah, it's retroactive to October 11th. Long term IR players have to be out 10 games and 24 days. So that has him out until at least uh, November 5th versus the Kraken at the at the bare minimum. Okay. But um, yeah, just uh, just curious that he's not practicing like these last two days. Um, yeah, but yeah. It seems like of those three, Jake is the is for sure the the closest. Yeah, which is good because they could definitely use the spark that he provides. It did, however, the all of these injuries. Um, it it opened the door for Sam Poulin's debut in the NHL. That came against the Calgary Flames, a big deal, and he looked really solid. He he kept up. He contributed a little bit. Like he he had a very good first game. I I liked what I saw from him. Do you think that they'll keep him around when everybody's healthy? What are, What are your thoughts on his presence in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought he looked great. I mean, so he. It wasn't all highs. There's some lows too. He did have, yeah. you know, so they were playing him on the power play, and I thought that was interesting. Um, they he did have a turnover on the power play that led to was like the final seconds of a power play, and it led directly to to a goal against. Um, and then uh, I want to say it was that same period he did take a slashing penalty that um, the Flames scored on, but I mean, if you go back and watch that call, it was like a phantom call. It was, it was, it was a very soft call on him. So he's not like, I, I'm, I'm not focusing too much on those because one, there was a pretty bad call. He's not a player who takes stupid penalties, like from what yeah. I've seen in the AHL. He's also a pretty, he's turned into a pretty responsible player. Turnover is not really something that was ever 
there was a concern in Wilkes-Barre, at least over right. the second half of the season. I feel like those are my more growing pains. Um, but, I mean, they yeah, so they like him as a center. He can play center and wing. Um, he got in, you know, when Zucker went out. So I know we were thinking, like, oh, is he going to be in as a wing or a center? Because, who, if you know, he's a center, who gets moved? And so what they did is they made him third line center and moved Carter to wing. And I, I think I love that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, less responsibility for Carter because he, he is kind of slowing down. Yeah, um, he was just very well suited to, to play center. They love his down low game and how strong he is at protecting the puck, you know, in the like, like below the goal line, those kinds of areas. Um, he's a guy who's gonna go to the net front, and, you know, those dirty areas. He almost had a tip in, uh, like it was, it was like one of his first shifts against Calgary. Um, he almost scored, I want to say, then it was a second period, he got like a partial breakaway. He had, he had just, and he was physical. He had a, a good overall game, uh, mm-hmm. so that's you know super encouraging uh, to to see. And I think it's a good indication that when he did you know have that turnover, um, that penalty, his ice time didn't suffer. Uh, Sullivan, no hesitation, throwing him back out there. And I mean, in the past, when we have seen like players make their debuts, if they do have a really big screw up and they're really not looking that great, Sullivan will just like not play them yeah much but so uh Sullivan played pool and I think he had like 12 minutes in that first game so I mean and he kept getting put out there in the power play too even after that turnover so oh, that's really an indication of how mm-hmm. they feel about Sam Poulin um so I I don't know what happens when when guys are healthy I mean part of it is that right now the only guy in long-term IR you know they need someone on long-term IR to be able to afford Poulin and Drake. Yeah. So, I mean, if Teddy comes back, then, like, he has to go down. But as long as Teddy is out, um, I'd, I'd like to see Poulin uh, up here. Kajula hasn't looked bad either, um, but he he just hasn't been as noticeable in a good way as Poulin has been. Right. We'll, we'll be keeping an eye on that. Another interesting thing, POJ uh, sat in – in favor of Chad Ruedel playing uh, on that on that one pairing, what was that about? <laughs> yeah, that was. You know, I thought Pio's game against Edmonton might have been his best of mm-hmm. the season so far. So yeah, it was super surprising to see him scratch against Calgary. When you go back to that game in Edmonton, well, that game they were trying two defensemen on the top power play unit in place of Gensel. Um, like Petrie was moved up to. So they had Petrie and Letang on the top power play unit. So quarterbacking the second unit was P.O. And he was, I thought he was great. The the second unit in that game was far better than the first unit. I mean, a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Really, I, every time they were out there, they spent the entire time in like the offensive zone, um, great zone time, great opportunities. Um, and then, I mean, just defensively, that was one of his better games too. And if you look at even like the advanced metrics, he had the best um, – like expected goals for percentage of any defenseman on the team. And I think it was like maybe third overall on the team. So then, yeah, he scratched the next game. It is a back-to-back. Uh, I did ask Sullivan after the game in Calgary, just like what went into that decision. And he said, um, you know, just being that it was a back-to-back, they thought it was a good opportunity to mix Chad in, to get Chad games, keep him fresh, which makes sense because you don't want Chad yeah. For too long um he also did say just you know 
a back-to-back three games and four nights can be a challenge for like a young player. I don't know. I feel like Pio could handle it. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's that remember, it's he's not that far removed from being in the AHL where he was on the top. Yeah. And in the AHL, they play three and threes. Like they will play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, some weekends. So Pio, I mean, he he's used to playing those kinds mm-hmm. of big minutes. Um. So I feel like he can handle like a back-to-back. Uh, yeah pairing minutes but yeah it just I I don't want to see them do that again like Chad Ruedel he didn't have a great game versus Calgary I mean he took the two penalties but also because Root is on the right Pio's a natural lefty Ruedel's a natural righty so Ruedel getting in in Pio's spot means that Ruedel has to be on his offside and I think that really showed when you know he's trying to control the puck along the boards because if you're on your natural side as a defenseman your stick is on the boards um, mm-hmm. if you're not, it's, you know, facing, you know, um, the middle. So I think Rui always struggled just controlling the puck when it was along the boards because he is on his offside. Yeah. And also just, um, I mean, him and Ruta aren't really able to read off each other because they haven't really spent any time together. Um, so, I mean, the first goal that Kadri scored, like both Rui and Ruta ended up behind the net and just complete breakdown because I, I, I don't know if that was an instance of where like they just couldn't read off each other and they don't know who's going to go back there. So they both do mm-hmm. leave Kadri all open up, up front. So I don't know. I mean, I get I get that, yeah, you want to get Ruido in games, but I, I, I don't like it at the expense of PO, especially when it means Chad has to be on his offside. Yeah, that didn't, didn't quite make sense. Uh, hopefully we'll see poj back in the game tonight by the time you listen to this you'll know what happens but he, he, i think let, he, he will be thank god yeah so okay. riddle he stayed out of the morning skate like with the injury okay cool guys, which means that po's getting back okay. in okay great love that uh let's take one more quick break when we come back we can talk about your latest survey says it's a little bit uh spooky and fun for the the upcoming holiday we'll be right back back taylor you did another installment of your survey says series of why don't you tell us a little bit about that what questions did you ask the guys and what answers did they give you yeah so i guess i mean so we've ran i ran two of those since we last recorded uh before we get into that i do want to just like preview um the halloween one i'm doing i i you know for people who don't know survey says it's the new weekly feature i'm doing this year i go around the locker room ask everyone um as more as many as I can uh the same kind of fun question like off the ice just like let people get to know the players more uh so for for Halloween I I've actually been asking three questions um one favorite Halloween candy two favorite costume you've ever worn like either as a kid or an adult and then um I feel like scary movies like in like which scary movies you like and I I do think it's pretty funny that like so I asked a scary movie question and they all have like the most like visceral reaction. Like I just asked them if they like root canals. They're like, like no, <laughs> like like. So many of them like can't like they they'll say like they can't handle it. So far, the only like people who are like yeah are um like Ryan Paling. Ryan Paling told me he took like a a class on horror movies in college. Um, that's pretty. Funny. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And then Pio Joseph, who said, told me he watched them like every day in junior, which is not what I've 
I would have expected, I think, from Pia. Yeah. Um, hmm. The candy answer, big Reese's team. Um, Reese's Pieces and just, like, Reese's Cups. I feel like that's when most of the answers. P.O. was like, I just love candy. I don't know how to pick. <laughs> like, which is a very P.O. answer that... Yeah, diplomatic. <laughs> um, Ryan Paling said, good and plenty. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Like... <laughs> Ew. Those good and plenties are like black licorice, but like covered in little pellets. Yeah, like, yeah. like pills, but it, it's like the worst. They're so gross. It's like let, let's take the worst candy and make it like in like pill looking form. That's Ryan Paling. No. So I was starting to get, second guess everything I know about Ryan Paling, which isn't much, but um, <laughs> costumes get some good costume answers. Um, Pio, he said he was like the Fresh Prince one year and he was big mama one year um uh sid he said his favorite costume he's ever worn was he was like a character from 300 um and he had like the chest plate and all and i i feel like i remember i'll have to like find it but i i feel like i remember seeing malkin tweet a picture of this this would have been like a decade ago but malkin posted a picture of like him and a guy in like a like a mask like that, and he was like, "Who's under the mask?" And then he he posted like a, a picture with the mask off, and it was Sid. Um, so I feel like uh, I I think I've seen that, but yeah, a lot of good answers. I'm gonna run that either Halloween or the day before Halloween. So keep an eye out. Cool. Not if you want to see everything, but um, I've I've ran two since we last recorded. So when we recorded last, we talked about the one I did where I asked everyone who they would least want to be roommates live mm-hmm. on the road a lot of Zucker and Mark Friedman answers but so then I also asked who they would most want to be roommates with on the road uh a lot of fun answers with that Teddy Bluger number one answer by the way uh oh, okay yeah I don't know cool. I, I don't know what I expect expected it seems like everyone who said Teddy had like a different reasoning too um interesting jari said teddy because like they have like a similar routine on game days the smith said teddy because like he makes him laugh and um dan heinen said teddy bluger because he's got a few layers to him i don't know what that means but it made me think of shrek um yeah like an onion (laughs) right um jeez uh i i did think it was funny like when i asked raquel and petterson that they both like took the time to scan the room and like really think about, as if they they would pick anyone other than each other. Um, they, they <laughs> did pick each other and it's like, I could have, like, I could have guessed that. Um, but they did like, at least take the time to think about it. I'm like, you know, who you're going to pick. <laughs> um, yeah. Zucker and Kappen and picked each other. I thought that was, um, I liked, I liked both of their answers. Kappen and said, you know, he gets along with everyone, but he said, I'd probably take Jason Zucker. I think me and him just mesh well together. Um, I just think he's a funny guy. I'm not that funny of a guy, but he laughs at all my jokes and he makes me feel so much better. <laughs> um, Zucker said, Cappy's my guy. We get along. We're fantasy football partners together. So we have, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, nice. I, I did think, um, it was funny. Russ picked Dumo because he brings, Dumo brings wine on the road and he'd want to share in the wine. Friedman picked Dumo because Dumo knows all the best restaurants. So it's not that anyone wants to like particularly spend time with Dumoulin, but you know he, he has a lot to offer. Uh, Dumoulin picked Ruidol. He said he, he likes wine. We can drink wine together. Uh, nice. 
And then, uh, so I mean, that's always a bonus. Yeah, that's on the site too. If anyone wants to check that out and read all the answers. Um, The other one I did is I asked everyone, um, which teammate do you think could make it in another sport? And like, which sport? Why? Um, So I asked this one during training camp. So a lot of people said Verdim Zahorna just because he's big, but Zahorna is gone. But so he's, he's, like maybe, R.I.P. Yeah, he's like three guys' answers. Crosby, obviously a popular answer for various things. Someone said he could be like a tight end. Someone said he could be a running back. Uh, I think Casey Smith, he just said Sid in literally anything. Uh, he he good <laughs> at it. And I'm like, that, that that's what I would say. Um, but I I thought it was so funny that um, – so like when I'm asking these questions, like guys aren't hearing what other people are picking. So if there's like common yeah. answers, it's not because they overheard. Um, Gensel and Sid both picked Danton Hyden as a quarterback, and both of them had different examples of times they've thrown, mm. they've seen Hyden throw a football. Um, I'm like, that's okay, crazy. Gensel was said he saw Hyden throw a football like the other day, and he'd like be a good quarterback. Sid was like, oh, I got to go high. And um, I saw him throw the football last year. We set up some targets in the gym, and he went five for five. I said, I think there were five, 10, 15, 20, 25 like, yards out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. He said, it'll never be done again. I don't know if an NFL quarterback could have hit just how small the targets were with the football. Um, he says, wow. Yeah, he said, I feel like after that display, he deserves a chance. And I don't know. Steelers having quarterback troubles and questions. Is Dan Heinen the answer quarterback? Maybe he is. Who's Bring him say? over. Who's to say? Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, I I did think it was like after I did talk to Sid, Sid said to Heinen, like, hey, I give you a, a plug at quarterback. And Dan Heinen was like, thanks. That actually means a lot. Like, he seemed like genuinely happy. That Sid, That's high praise coming from Sidney Crosby. Right? Jeez. Um, Sid, yeah. who he's had some pretty impressive showings at quarterback himself. I, I, I dug up the mm-hmm. video. Um, they were at West Point. This would have been like like some like ten years ago as like a team building activity, but like they played football mm-hmm. while they were there, and like there's a video of Sid throwing like a great touchdown pass to Bo Bennett. Um, so yeah, Sid Sid could do anything. The most random answer I got was um, uh, Jason Zuger said Mark Friedman could be a water polo player. Oh, like I don't that know, is random, right? Like I don't know a whole lot about water polo, but. I, um can you like splash what yeah can you like drown Mm. people because i could see mark friedman having some fun yeah he would (laughs) he would find he would do things probably yeah like you have like agitators and water polo i have to i have to look more into this but he said that i'm like oh my god that makes sense a lot of people said uh cancel for golf too so big golf guy but yeah, I just love doing these. Jeez, okay. These fun okay. things. Okay, those are fun. Yeah, anyone... Like, yeah, it gives us a glimpse yeah. into their personalities. Anyone has, like, any ideas cool. for questions, like, tweet at me, comment on the site. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll see it. Um, got a lot of good ideas coming up. I want to keep doing more, like, holiday-themed ones, like Thanksgiving. Oh, for Christmas. Oh, I'm yeah. going to try to think of some fun stuff for that. I'm going to ask them how they figure out Santa's not real. Like, <laughs> wouldn't I? I, oh. I, I would love to know. <laughs> Like how old were you, and like how did you find out? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, because there are, yeah, if if they believed in Santa to begin with, because yeah. that's a an interesting topic. That'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be a good one. Thanksgiving, I like. I want to ask a lot of like food ones, like what, like do you cook yeah. the best, and they're like which teammate is the best cook, like that kind, those kinds of things. But 
um, yeah, I've gotten some good submissions from fans. So, like, I have, I have a lot to carry me through this season. Really, really excited. Yeah, that's like, great. And you can tell, like, some of the guys, like, answering these questions, too. Like, that's like, cool. Like, I asked Sid about, you know, like, the we talked about, like, the face-offs. And like, you can tell he doesn't want to be talking about that. But then I'm like, so, mm-hmm. like, now I have Halloween questions for you. And he kind of, like, lights up. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, the guys, like, would so awesome. much rather talk about, like, Halloween candy than, like, what's going on with the power play, you know? Yeah. It's good That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff for them. Good stuff for you. Good stuff for us as readers and listeners. That's just, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So keep doing that for sure. Yeah. Well, just a reminder before we wrap up, everybody, we are now a Saturday release show, not Thursday. Mark it in your calendars. We release new episodes every Saturday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we, we appreciate you listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you do listen to podcasts if you aren't already, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well so you never miss an episode of Podcast on Fifth Ave. We'll see you next Saturday for another new episode. <laughs>